What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of Keeping Up With The Commanders. Today we have none other than the fullback fiend himself, David Miller, co-host of the Ball Noah's podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on. It's a blessing. It's an honor. No problem. Yeah, no problem. All right, so it's Bears week for us. It's Commanders week for you guys. Um, yes, sir. We got a big time Thursday night game and throughout the day today, we've had some news break and everything. It's looking to be a pretty anticipated matchup on a Thursday night, which I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I don't I don't know what these Thursday night games are even for. Oh anymore. my god, they've been <laughs> so bad. They've always been bad yeah. though. That's just the Thursday night motto. It yeah. they, they just throw a game out there so we get football, but they're always mm-hmm. awful. I don't I can't remember other than the Chiefs and Chargers earlier this year. I can't think of a single good Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been pretty bad. Again, the twelve nine Colts Broncos game last week was. I'm gonna yeah, be honest. Thankfully, Thankfully, I don't think we'll be that bad. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> At least we have some young talent in Justin Fields mm-hmm. to watch. So yes, sir. That, that's going to be exciting. Um, so for the Commanders, uh, I'm going to do a little recap here of the game on Sunday, which I've not been looking forward to. Carson Wentz stinks, uh, <laughs> as usual. Nothing really new. Um, Brian Robinson did make his return, which was pretty solid. I think he had like nine carries for 22 yards. It wasn't the great. It wasn't that no. great, but... I mean, it's nice seeing him back on the field after, like, 40 days of King shot. Yeah, he played solid ball for getting shot twice six weeks <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Diami uh, Brown, uh, breakout game for some reason. Uh, oh, boy. I that coming. UNC yeah. alum Diami Brown. The UNC alumni. Did yes, you sir. see the, uh, the thing that Sam Howell posted on his um No, I missed Instagram it. Story? He, uh, it was, like, some edit of, you know, how Monroe St. Brown was, like, going off mm-hmm. on Diami. Yeah, there's some edit of of Amano saying that and then um like Diami Brown going off or something. He, awesome. He was, I yeah. love that. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love Amano saying Brown, but like that was kind of out of pocket. <laughs> uh, yeah, know. he needed that one. Diami really needed mm-hmm. that one. I was starting yeah. to worry about him. It was his first NFL touchdown in yeah. that game too. So I I thought he had a touchdown last year, at least one, but print. okay, yeah, a third down <laughs> pick. Uh I guess we'll take it. A hundred yeah. and hundred two yards, hundred and five yards, something like that on three catches mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. The other was... UNC boy had a hell of a game too. Yeah. Um, Cole Holcomb. Yeah, Cole Holcomb did pretty well. I don't know, I'm realizing we have a lot of UNC alumni. On yeah. <laughs> I realized that when I was rewatching the game today. I was like, oh my god, they're everywhere. Yeah. Uh Holcomb, hopefully we we sign him because that mm-hmm. that guy's the only thing keeping our linebacker core from being decent or from being right. from being like absolute garbage mm-hmm. anyways uh 21 17 loss i was at the game i sat right where the interception happened <sighs> i saw it with my own eyes it was it was bad um for us but similar similar heartbreak for you guys as well uh, oh my god I'm yeah just with set. <laughs> <laughs> do we even want to talk about that or... i mean I will say, I think he's getting a little too much hate for it. It it was the wrong thing to do. Like, any receiver with any amount of football IQ knows you need to go out of bounds in that situation. And Darnell Mooney, after the game, doubled down and was like, I was under the impression that was what we were to do if we caught the ball. Mm -hmm. But apparently I was wrong, you know, something like that. So it it was a stupid play. But I think that's his first catch in a Bears uniform. And he he had a rough game. Yeah. He had... He had one rough game. You know, mm-hmm. it's a waiver wire pickup. The Bears receiver core is bad. 
it is what it is. Like, I know I made my TikTok making fun of him saying we yeah. need to cut him immediately, but <laughs> I, I think he'll be fine. It is what it is. Yeah, and now Nikhil Harry got activated off the off Yeah, the I'm excited for Harry. Probably the yeah. first NFL fan to say that in years, but I am excited <laughs> for Nikhil Harry. <laughs> that, that's how down bad you guys are in that wide receiver position. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting um, seeing them against the uh, cornerback room where William Jackson, our second highest paid player on the team right now, got benched. So Really? Uh, yeah. It was, oh, I missed that. Yikes. Yeah, it was. Uh, he played 20 snaps or something. No, not, not even 20. It was like. 10 pass snaps, 9 rushing snaps. And then Ron Rivera said uh, this morning in his amazing press conference that definitely uh, was something to watch, saying that he benched him. So uh, I guess it's Benjamin St. Juice season right now, which I'm I'm all for. I'm all for. He's been playing pretty solid. Um, Yeah, yeah, for you guys, though, uh, talking more about the Bears game, Justin Jefferson went off uh, on your secondary we didn't feel? have Jalen Johnson. It is what it yeah. is. For some reason, you know, when you don't have Jalen Johnson, the way our corners were lined up, it wasn't like somebody was manned up on him every play. It was you cover this half, other guy covers the other half, and it just so happened that Jalen Jones was on Justin Jefferson more often than not. And when you have a UDFA on arguably the most talented receiver in the game, it's it's never it's a good outcome. Out. Yeah, yeah, especially they were playing this real, real soft coverage, giving Kirk everything underneath, which is why he completed 17 straight passes, yeah. which is so goofy. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it was rough. Did a heck of a job in the second half, though. I think he had two yeah. catches for 26 yards total after having over 130 in the first half. He had like 97 in the first quarter or something crazy yeah, like that. Yeah, something goofy. Yeah. It was awful. But Jalen Johnson's going to be back against the Commanders, so hopefully right. Terry yeah. McLaurin doesn't rip us a new one. Mm-hmm. He, he had a decent game against mm-hmm. uh, the Titans, which I'm actually kind of surprised with. I think people are overhating on Terry right now. He's not – I think people are saying, oh, they're looking at his fantasy stats, and he's like the wide receiver 30 right now Who in cares? fantasy. But it, the, the catches that he has had, uh, it's been pretty solid. Like, Listen, his quarterback's Carson Wentz, exactly. and you have actual receivers around him right now, mm-hmm. especially with how well, um, oh my God, Jahan Dotson was playing yeah. before he got hurt. Yeah. It, it happens. He's still a heck of a receiver. He's just not been the most productive through five weeks. But that'll change. That'll he, change. Yeah, he's also done a great job on opening up uh, mm-hmm. catches for Curtis Samuel, who has mm-hmm. gone off like we all yeah. like we all thought he he's gone off <laughs> these last five weeks. So well, that's I mean, something to watch too. We knew he was good. He just can never stay on the field, but he's been healthy through the first five weeks somehow. Yeah, so. I, somehow, somehow that's what I'm that's what I'm wondering too. Um, Justin Fields in your game, uh, from what from what I saw in the box score, it didn't look bad, but. Again, it was only 21 pass attempts or something like that. Minnesota had the ball for, I think, 23 minutes in the first half okay, and then over cool. half of the second half as well. Yeah. We just got our butts beat on time of possession. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on here, so I'm going to no, be no, as no, no. Uh, rated G as possible. But, uh, yeah, we just got whooped in time of possession. So Fields really wasn't given the opportunities to throw the ball. But he did account for 89% of the team's total offense. So That's it, it wasn't like he was held back this week like he has been in previous weeks. They let him cook. They let him do his thing when they were on the field. And he played well. He was 15 of 21. Uh, I think he had the fourth highest passer rating out of any quarterback yesterday. Over 71% of his passes were completed. Over 200 yards passing, a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like, it was his best game of the year. Wasn't perfect, but it was good. He looked better. 
And then uh, we got to talk about that Darnell Mooney catch. That might be catch of the year. I'm, it is I'm catch of the year. Right George Pickens, eat your yeah. heart out. It's catch of the year. Yeah. Uh, unless something absolutely insane happens in these next oh, yeah. 12 weeks or so, that's going to be catch of the year. It was absolutely. Um, it was insane. Um, yeah. Anytime you, Justin chucks the ball deep, it's, it's always fun. Cause listen, yeah. say what you want. When the kid has the time to throw and when he sits mm-hmm. in the pocket long enough to throw, He's going to hit – if he hits something deep, it's going to be a thing of beauty. His deep ball is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And Darnell Mooney is a phenomenal deep threat. So those two, I mean, as long as there's not miscommunication, which we've seen a little bit of this year. Uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, the touchdown. Oh, you you didn't watch the game, did you? You said you were I, looking at the box score? I, yeah, I was looking at the box score. Okay. There was one touch or one pass to the front of the end zone where mm-hmm. Mooney easily could have made a play on it and just didn't, and it looked like a bit of miscommunication. But when that's not going on – I mean, the two of them are beautiful. It's a beautiful duo, and I'm really excited to see them continue to grow. It's it's a a great thing that's happening there in terms of just that one wide receiver other than the other the other listen, five or six. Listen, or so. DJ Moore is going to be a Chicago Bear. That's it's true. fine. Yeah, it's yeah. Fine. What would you give up for DJ Moore? Now I'd I... give up Roquan Smith at this point. Straight up, <laughs> like I, straight up, DJ Moore. I, we'd probably have to throw in another draft pick given Roquan's current contract mm-hmm. situation because they'd have to pay him, but like. I'm so over Roquan right now. He made this big fuss about wanting to get paid in the offseason, and through five weeks, he's had one good game. Yeah, I mean he he's getting eat up on blocks. He's not making the or he's not reading the right holes. He's not shooting the right gaps. Mm-hmm. He has he's kind of been whatever in pass coverage. Uh, he got his ankles broke by Tyrod Taylor and um, and Jalen Rager last week. Mm-hmm. Like, he hasn't been Roquan through five weeks, and I don't know if he's just so in his head about this contract that he's, you know, overplaying or so, or overexerting and screwing up or overthinking things, or maybe he really just is struggling big time to adjust to a new defense, which I don't see why he would. He's a super smart ball player. Uh, like I said, we already saw one game where he looked perfectly in tune with everything going on, but... I don't know what it is, but I am so sick of Roquan right now. And I would trade him for DJ Moore. I'm over it. Yeah, I I'm over I, it. I agree. I don't think Roquan is giving the Bears any help if at all. I mean, he has the trade value to get traded before the deadline, but we've also seen in the past, these last few trade deadlines at least, have not been that active. Yeah. It's kind of been a disappointment every time, mm-hmm. which... I don't know if it's going to become more of a common thing in the NFL now that uh, big-time players know that they can get paid somewhere else once free agency hits and guys with more no-trade clauses being given out and stuff. So mm-hmm. I it's going to get harder and harder, I feel, to have in-season trades. We did see that one with Deion Jones, which was absolutely useless. I was uh, going to say, let's not yeah. hype that up. <laughs> yeah, no, like, Deion Jones is awful. Yeah. When, when was it? That was... That wasn't yesterday, right? Or... I think it was yesterday. It was, it was, it was during uh, it was during Sunday Night Football. Oh, okay, that's what, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, I remember. Because like that, it didn't happen during the Browns or Falcons game, so <laughs> I was okay. But yeah, I one stat I do want to point out that I did see from uh, the game, the the Bears uh, game. Uh, Justin Fields was your leading rusher with eight carries yeah. and forty-seven yards, and David Montgomery was your leading receiver. Yeah, four, four catches, sixty-two. Yeah. 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 Listen, okay. I, I know you have uh, on your sheet that you sent me before. We'll talk about Montgomery and Herbert at some mm-hmm. point, but I love David Montgomery. He's great. 
Um, the run game wasn't working too great yesterday. Minnesota was keyed in on it. Obviously, the Bears are one of the best rushing teams in football, have been through five weeks. So yeah. if you key, key in on it and the Bears' offensive line isn't that great, it's not going to go many places. But Monty showed that he's a threat out of the backfield, and that's just as important, especially when you have a young quarterback, as being able to run the ball. So yeah. I'm pretty happy with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess we can just go to Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery right now. It's okay. uh, it's been a, it's been a question these last few weeks. I know Herbert. I feel has he he got off to a pretty solid start. I feel, but mm-hmm. I haven't really heard much about him this week. And then uh, he didn't do anything like this week. He, I think he, he had four carries for twelve yards or something. It, if that. it wasn't good. It wasn't yeah. good. But um, David Montgomery, I feel, I guess, has taken that RB one role back. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it lost, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. What I mean, would you? What are your thoughts on that, Herbert or Montgomery? Oh, I think Montgomery's easily better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herbert's quicker and his burst is better. You know, he can hit that edge and take off better. But Montgomery's better at everything else. He's a better yeah. receiver. He's a better pass blocker. Uh, his vision's way better. He runs harder. His contact balance is better. Uh, he's just a better running back. Now, mm-hmm. you say what you want about the whole scheme fit thing. It's a wide zone, Shanahan-esque run game. And you want a running back that can hit the edge, but Monty's capable of doing that. And when you want that one cut inside, there are a few running backs that can cut better than he can with that vision. So Herbert's great as an RB2. Uh, I think another big thing with him is he can't pass block, so you can't rely on him as a three down back. Yeah. And Montgomery is one of the better pass blocking backs in football. So mm-hmm. uh, Herbert's great. Like I said, good RB2, but he, he shouldn't be the RB1 for this team. And if Chicago decides he is the RB1, they're making a big mistake. Mm-hmm. Is Montgomery Montgomery isn't a is he a free agent? This he's year? up for contract this yeah, year. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's why I thought I was just. But wondering. Chicago also has an insane amount of cap space, so they can afford to pay Montgomery mm-hmm. if they really want to. Because he's not. I love Monty, and I think he's a top ten back, but I don't think people around the league think that. So I don't think he's going to be uh, demanding that much money from the RB position. So I don't think it'll be too bad to re-sign him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you could. You're probably going to head back. Also, a guy I want to bring up. Uh, I when I was watching some Cleo Herbert stuff, I think it was last week's game, the week four game, might have been the week three game. But Tristan Evdar, I didn't want to bring him up. He's kind of, I mean, from the limited snaps that I saw, he's kind of nice. Yeah, he's yeah. Again, good rotational back. He's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, I like him as a third down back, as a pass catcher. Like he's a that's kind of what we draft him for. He's a good pass catcher. Again, yeah. can't pass block to save his life. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. he's a rookie. You can develop that. It is what it is. It's just kind of knowing your assignment and being able to stay on your own two feet. And again, you can learn that. But yeah, he's fine. I know a lot of Bears fans hate him for kick returns. Uh, that's kind of what his bread and butter has been so far. That's what his big assignment has been. And I will admit, he's been awful, but. As an actual running back, again, he has the juice to hit the edge, and if he gets the blocks, he, he can he can make a little bit of noise out there. So I like Ebner. I think he's solid yeah. as a third running back. Yeah, I think it was the game that uh, Montgomery was out was the one mm-hmm. that I was looking at. Yeah, he had a couple nice carries. Uh, New York would have been the last. Yeah, it was week. in New York. New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a couple nice plays in that game. Yeah, he played pretty solid. All right, so one matchup to watch here for Thursday. I mean, big big time game. I know there's a lot of key matchups. Some pretty big players on either side of the ball that could maybe have a breakout performance. What are your thoughts on one matchup? Um, for me, it's going to be the just the entirety of Chicago's interior line versus Deron Payne and uh, Allen. Oh my God, why is his name escaping me? Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen yeah. My God, yeah. Jonathan Allen is, I don't like to use the word underrated 
I think it's mm-hmm. completely abused and blown out of proportion in NFL yeah. dialogue, but he's one of the more underappreciated defensive players in football. The dude is an absolute game wrecker. He's mm-hmm. up there with Chris Jones, Jeffrey Simmons, you know, in that second tier under Aaron Donald. Yeah. And I love Tevin Jenkins. He's been solid, but we're going to see moments where it's Jonathan Allen versus Sam Mustafer. So I guess that's what we'll call it. Jonathan Allen versus Sam Mustafer. Yeah. And that is going to be a death sentence for Justin Fields immediately. <laughs> Sam Mustafer, I don't know yeah. if you saw, I don't like PFF grades, but PFF gave no, him a grade of five yeah. at one point this season. Oh, yes, I did not see the five. five. I've seen it. He's not done great, but I've, I did not he, see He got the a five. five. Uh, <laughs> against New York, he allowed, I think, seven pressures from yep. uh, Leonard Williams and the guys in there. So if that's happening against the Giants, against Jonathan Allen, I am terrified to see what's going to happen. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure Getsy will figure out ways to, to get him involved in a lot of double teams and whatnot. So that's definitely the big matchup for me to watch just because I want Justin Fields to walk away from this game. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel the defensive line has, um, they've definitely done better than they did last season, at least mm-hmm. for Washington. Uh, Payne has done great. He hasn't put up the numbers on the in the box scores that you've seen, but just the amount of pressure uh, that he mm-hmm. can bring and just being a force in that run game or in the, yeah in the run game. Absolutely, it's it, it was really apparent against Tennessee. They were in the backfield almost yeah. every play. Yeah, Henry was for the most part uh, like stopped. Uh, I yeah. feel they didn't really. They gave Tam, they uh, used Tannehill to pass the ball a whole lot, a lot more yeah. than what I thought, um, mm-hmm. which was one of the reasons why we almost won that game. But mm-hmm. uh the yeah, the the Jonathan Allen on the other hand, um still playing pretty solid. Montez Sweat uh had oh, yeah. three times back uh near the, the end of that game, which the pass rush really got to um Ryan Tannehill in that game. Mm-hmm. And then uh Chase Young's replacement, Casey Tuhill and then James Smith Williams. What's the deal both... with Chase Young right now? I didn't even realize he was hurt. Yeah, he's um the twenty seal from last year. He's still dealing with it. I don't oh, think he's sucks. gonna come back. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna come back until week eight, is my guess. Oof. Um, this is when he was supposed to get activated, but I think he's behind schedule right now. That's they don't want to say it, but That's it's brutal. probably gonna be week eight at the earliest, in my opinion. Damn. So it's it's not it's not looking pretty for him, but mm-hmm. I feel our pass rush is good enough without him right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, once he comes back, I hope he explodes off the start and proves all the doubters wrong. But I'm yeah. not gonna lie; I'm a little nervous about about him right now in terms of. Uh, Understandably his, so, yeah. Yeah, um, my matchup was Darnell Mooney against Kendall Fuller. I think Kendall Fuller; he's definitely struggled so far this season. He's had his great moments, especially in the Tennessee game. Uh, he locked down. What's what's their player's name? Or Robert Woods sometimes. Oh, okay. The big. Uh, who was who's fifteen on the uh, Nick Westbrook Akine? What well, yeah, that guy Westbrook Akine. He um had that one big catch in the middle of the game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was but... on the uh, safety. Though. Yeah, that was on the safety. That was not McCann Curl. The other one, McCain. Is it Bobby McCain? Mc... Yeah, Bobby McCain. Yeah, that yeah was on... He had him looking <laughs> lost. That was rough. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's fun around like three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing, but Kendall Fuller. He's struggled at times so far this season. I feel like I'm just gonna come. I said it last time in my last episode, but. Benjamin St. Juice is the best cornerback on this team. And at least so far this season, he's proved it. Kendall Fuller has done okay in some parts. He's played better than Juice in some moments. He's played a lot worse than Juice in other moments. William Jackson has been absolutely horrendous. I don't know why he... I, I'm good. It's good that he's actually benched now because he was more of a negative than a positive. Darnell Mooney, on the other hand, has had some great catches, has had some um, 
pretty solid games so far this season. But he's also think, been neutralized in a couple games. You know, yeah. it took him a little while to catch his footing, but I think mm-hmm. he's good now. The past two weeks, he's played fairly well. Yeah, and especially with uh, Bobby McCain running in circles a lot and deep shot to Mooney. <laughs> I, I don't know. The moon uh, shot. Respect the nickname. Moon shot. Yeah, <laughs> moon shot. Uh, it, it could be pretty, um, pretty bad. All right, I do want to – I didn't put this on the paper, but I do want to bring up the possibility here of Coach Ron Rivera possibly – do you think – how long do you think he has in Washington? Oh, I don't know, man. I didn't even realize there was a Fire Riverboat Ron train going on. Oh, there's, uh, there's I, I realize that now. I, it's in full effect. I mean, I'm seeing some disgusting things on Twitter, truly. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess it kind of depends. I mean, if Washington it continues to struggle while every other team in the division somehow plays legitimate football – and loses minimum games then or minimal games. I'm sure he doesn't have much longer left. Because how long has he been in Washington now? This is his third season. He has the same as Matt Rule. Okay, so yeah. So he's in that range where he needs to put up or shut up. And as much as I love Riverboat Ron, you know, former Chicago Bear, cancer survivor, awesome guy. Yeah. It, he's he's not the best. He's not in the best yeah. situation. I love him as a person. Um, his mm-hmm. story is incredible. I don't. I don't know. Maybe he needs to take a few years to rest up. Maybe because he. I did see he's only sixty years old. So his coaching career, even if he steps out for a couple years, three years or so, he can still come back and he was, he'll definitely find a job. Come back on his Doug Peterson arc. Yeah, he can become the new Panthers head coach or something like that. So <laughs> uh, maybe, oh maybe we see a reunion there. But yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I, I completely forgot he coached in Carolina there for a split second. I don't know how. Yeah. But yeah, that slipped my mind. I think it's you know, a 15-1 record or something. So Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Um, trade deadline a couple weeks away. We already talked about the Deion Jones stuff. We kind of talked about the Roquan Smith uh, thing. Who do you think there's someone that – we? I know people are talking about Roquan Smith possibly from being traded. Who do you think there's uh, someone on your team that could get traded that not a lot of people are talking about but possibly could get moved? <sighs> I don't think there's anyone that not a lot of people are talking about. Uh, Roquan and Robert Quinn are the two names to watch. Uh, Obviously, Roquan, we already talked about. Robert Quinn, we screwed up not trading him before the season. Like, I I get why they didn't. They wanted that veteran presence in the locker room. There's a reason he's a team captain. Uh, You have a lot of young edge rushers, and you want them to be able to learn from him, and you don't want your pass rush to be an absolute joke because if we didn't have Robert Quinn, we would be trotting out Travis Gibson, Al-Qadi Muhammad, and a fifth round rookie who actually has played fairly well with Dominique Robinson, who I think this is his second year in his entire life playing the defensive end position. So I understand why they kept Quinn around, but they screwed up because he has been a complete non-factor through five weeks after having 18 and a half sacks last year. Uh, I know the man, the myth, the legend, Theo Ash, that everyone wants to worship. Uh, he put out a video talking about Laramie Tunsil putting him in Alcatraz, and that's just been every tackle every week. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how much value he'd fetch, but I'd, I'd definitely be fielding calls for him. And like I said, Roquan is another guy that if he doesn't pick it up, I'm not paying him. Might as well try to get anything out of him. I'm I'm willing to do anything for Theo to make the commanders have a 2-15 and record next year. I'm, I'm telling you, at this point, uh, I I just want some type of winning season. That is so goofy, dude. Like, listen, I like Theo, but I I hate the way people worship that man. It is degenerate behavior out here. It uh yeah. He has some he's, good points. Sometimes, no, 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 nothing yeah. against him. He's smart. He knows what he's talking about. 
But since he's became big, there is not an original thought out there on football, TikTok, or Twitter. It's whatever Theo says, you either agree with it wholeheartedly or you disagree with it and you're on one side of the spectrum. There is no in between. There's no original. There's no originality. There's no new takes. It's really annoying. But again, it's not on him. No hate to Theo. He's just doing his thing and I respect it. Mm -hmm. It's just what happens when most of your audience are like 13, 14 year old kids that don't know ball and they see the funny man on TikTok that almost got in a fight with another TikToker. Uh, yeah. When he says something, they listen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll say for Washington, um, there really isn't anyone that I would want to bring in besides a, a veteran linebacker or just some type of linebacker mm-hmm. because anyone would be better than Milo Eifler and... Uh, Who? Exactly. And uh, <laughs> the, I guess Dijon Harris is now our practice squad linebacker, but... I don't even know who our linebackers are anymore. Um, it's Cleek Hudson, I guess. But they're all pretty bad. Jamin Davis, though, has had a pretty solid season to begin the year. He, really? Yeah. He, he, he looked his, solid against Tennessee from what I saw. Yeah. He, uh, his rookie season, of course, was absolutely horrendous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess he gave up that. We're one Travis Etienne drop away from being 0-5. He did give up that. But... Besides that, in coverage, he has not been horrible. And then mm-hmm. he's gotten to the quarterback a few times throughout this season as well, which has been pretty nice to watch, seeing a first-round pick yeah. actually doing something. So that's pretty yeah, nice Yeah, I like watch. Davis. He's got all the athletic traits you want in a linebacker. He's just got to get situated. And hopefully if Ron heads out, a new coaching staff will be able to do something with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want to – if we don't get Sean Payton, which would, would probably – I realized, by the way, earlier today – if you want Sean Payton to be your head coach in 2023, you're going to have to trade for him. That's crazy. You're going to have to I can't even remember the last time a head coach was traded. It's been it forever. John, John Gruden from uh Oh yeah. Tampa Bay to Oakland or Oakland yep. to Tampa Bay. In like the early 2000s. Yeah. That was that's yeah. a really only major one, but mm-hmm. I mean, I I think I I'm going to make the prediction right now. I think a team trades for Sean Payton. Oh, somebody definitely will. If Sean Payton says he wants to come back to football, somebody's going to trade for him. Mm -hmm. I I was going to say, I wonder what the trade package for him. Yeah, I was about to say that too. What would you give up for a head coach that could possibly change your team around? I don't know. It's it's weird. Because if you give up draft picks and stuff, then that kind of gets... I I get wanting to... You know, mortgage your future on Sean Payton. He's the head coach you're willing to do that for. One of the smartest offensive minds of this generation and the generation before, right? Yeah. But are you going to give up a first-round pick for him? Are you going to, like, you know, a team that's going after Sean Payton, they probably have, you know, unless we're talking like the Dallas Cowboys, they make the playoffs and Sean Payton becomes available. It's probably going to be a bad team that's offering up draft picks. Like, are you going to offer a a top-ten pick? Do you yeah. offer young talent? Do you offer whatever veteran you might have sitting on your roster? Like the, the trade value for a head coach would be so weird and the, the dialogue around it would be so interesting. I have to look back into the John Gruden trade, but I believe it was like two day two picks maybe or a late day two pick and one early day three pick. Yeah, but there's a big oh, no. difference between John Gruden yeah. and Sean Payton. Like mm-hmm. even when John Gruden was respected, Sean yeah. Payton still blows him out of the water. It, it's crazy. All right. Well, that that will probably do it for this episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. Thank you for coming on. Um, you can find him at MillerFootball underscore on Twitter and TikTok. You can follow the Ball Noah's podcast on YouTube and Spotify. Is there anything else you would like to say? 
Yeah, just like to say we made it through an almost 30-minute podcast and you didn't let me talk about fullbacks once. Oh, that's true. Okay. This is heartbreaking. Right, we got we got we got we got to talk about oh, this. Man. What how much are you willing to sign Kari Blossom game for? It's, isn't how much? Agent. Yeah, how much money? Uh, hold on, let me let me double check something real quick. I suck with contracts. So let me double check and see what uh Juice is making real quick. <laughs> I think he's a free agent, right? Yeah, because you have the. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay, Juice is making seven and a half a year. I'd give Kari okay. five. Five. I, I would confidently give him five to six a year, and okay. I'd sign him for. I would extend him for an, an. Good lord, I cannot talk. I would extend him for an elongated period of time. I wouldn't give him another one year deal. How? Kari Blasting Game has been the best player on Chicago's offense this year, bar none. And I'm not just saying that. Like, this man's success, Khalil Herbert's success, I've talked about it on TikTok and Twitter plenty. It has pretty much all hinged on Kari Blasting Game. When he is on the field, our run game is dominant, and he can pass block. And we haven't even seen him at full strength yet because he hasn't caught in a pass. And he's fast. When he gets the ball in his hands, he can, you know, he can work. Like, he is a pass-catching fullback. Wow. Um, so... We're we're just waiting on Fields to get comfortable so Getzi can throw him out on the route, which I've seen him a couple times running wheel routes and stuff. But uh, once the offense grows, once Fields get comfortable, gets comfortable, they won't have to keep him into pass block anymore, and that'll be exciting. Um, he also hasn't ran the ball yet, and he can run the ball pretty solidly. So mm -hmm. if they unlock Kari and start using him like he should be used, yeah, he's going to be a guy like Juice that people are going to key in on and be like, oh my god, that is a relevant fullback, even though they already should be. He's been awesome, and I would absolutely sign him for, like, I think he's, like, 28. So I'd give him, like, a three-, four-year deal if I'm Chicago. Because yeah, uh, as long as Luke Getze is in Chicago, he's going to have a home. He's going to have use. Because Luke Getze, again, he comes from that McVay-Shanahan tree. I coached under uh, LaFleur in Green Bay. And he's thankfully one of the ones that didn't come directly from McVeigh, So he believes in fullbacks, even though McVeigh is using a fullback now, which is beautiful. Uh, Zach Taylor is going to become public enemy number one once McVeigh finally decides that he wants to use one full-time. But yeah. I, I really hope they do extend Kari. I'm more, I mean, that's my name on t on uh, Twitter right now. Hashtag yeah. extend Kari blasting game. I want him to get a contract before Roquan. Mm -hmm. Like, unironically, I think he deserves it more than Roquan right now. I mean, he is playing pretty solid. I'm not going to lie. I have seen mm -hmm. some stuff. Another guy. Uh, well, do you hear? Do you do you have a sneak peek on you? I know you're gonna um give out your fullback rankings once you hit 10k on uh, TikTok, but yeah, yeah, I'm only 100 followers away from that. Yeah, by the way, only 100. I saw that today. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to give too much away. I'll say Kari Blasting Games top five. I'll put that out okay. there. Okay. Uh, and Reggie Gilliam, who everyone has been going nuts over the first couple weeks, he's in the top six. Uh, we had. We had one big riser. Somebody jumped from into the 20s into the top 10 during the season. Uh, somebody who kind of popped off in the first two weeks. I'm sure anyone watching this will know who that is. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's been really upsetting. I had to trim my list down a lot because initially I had like 42. And then everyone was yeah, like, okay, we're not going to keep all these extra fullbacks. So it's down to 20 that are currently rostered. And well, then I haven't decided. Yeah, there's 20 currently and rostered. Two, two of them are on the Bears. Right? No, I don't have Tonjes. He shifted to tight end. Oh, he did? Okay. Two of them are in Miami, though. They've got, yeah. Yeah, they've got uh, John Lovett on IR. Uh, but a bunch of them got cut. 
And then I have a bunch of honorable mentions, and I haven't decided if I'm going to rank them yet because they're tight ends and Ben Skoranek that, yeah. you know, play yeah. fullback, but they're you not need listed to, there. You need to rank Ben Skoranek for the people. You need to rank <laughs> He's him. not going to be as high as people want him to be. Um, he, he's kind of, he, can, he can do everything, though. He is, okay. Yeah. Listen, most of That's his big right. plays are big blocks. He's just catching somebody on their blind side and getting a lucky cheap shot. Like, he's... He's okay. He's not great. I wouldn't call him a top ten fullback. But like he McVeigh uses him so uniquely as I will say I mean, Joe yeah. looks like a wide receiver. And then he's blocking at least he's attempting to block these big big yeah. guys in these I, I've said it before. He's he's a dollar tree Kyle Yuschek. Yeah. yeah. Like uh I'll tell you right now, Sean McVeigh, yeah, McVeigh, the best thing he could do for the Rams if he really wants to use a fullback, his name's escaping me right now. Hunter Lepke kid from NDSU, he needs to be a Ram. That's what he wants. He wants a Kyle Juszczyk, and Hunter Lepke is the closest thing you're going to find to it right now. Did, That's what did, he wants. Did he make fullback rankings for the NFL draft? I didn't see. Or, uh, I don't or think I no made one. a ranking last year, but I had them written down somewhere. Uh, let me see if I can't find them real quick. I might have them here. Who those, I think Washington had uh, a rookie fullback, I want to say, maybe. At one point this offseason, I don't really. I th- I think so. I, he didn't hmm. let he didn't last long at all. Right. And we had right. one other guy that was put on season-ending IR. I forgot his name. But um, down here somewhere. No, apparently I don't have it in here anymore. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now the. Only two like relevant fullbacks that I ranked, or I guess it would be three. Yeah. Three of them made it close to the NFL. I had Clint Ratkovich at number one, who tore his ACL working out for the Packers before the draft. I had Xander Horvath at number two, and then I had Jeremiah Hall at number three. I can't remember who I had at four and five. Um, yeah, it's escaping me completely. But two of those three made it to the league. Jeremiah Hall got cut, yeah. and then the Giants moved Chris Myrick from tight end to fullback, and then. Rakovich would have made it. He, he's another guy in that use check vein where he can do it all. It's just he tore his ACL right before the draft, and nobody's going to take a chance on a fullback with a torn ACL. Yeah, it's been a. I will say it's been a pretty not so great off season for uh, fullback um, truthers. So I feel a lot it of was them. Okay, have, it wasn't I mean, terrible in terms of injuries. I feel there yeah. I've had a lot of injuries. Benda got the ones hurt. that you were talking about now too. Um. Who am I missing? There's two guys on IR. I know Jason Cabinda is one of them. Alex Arma from Washington. Yeah, yeah. He got put on IR. That, that was the other one. one. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, which he's not that great anyways, but. Okay. Where, where, since he's, are you putting him on, your, on, putting him on the list? Um, no, he's on IR. Do I have him right? No, because I think he got. Oh, he got. Yeah, he if got I'm not mistaken. Injury, that's yeah. The, that's where it is. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he might make the top 20 uh, okay. if he would have been not, healthy. He's not great. Yeah, he, he's okay. Listen, he's a running back. He's a running back that they were like, he's not quick enough. Maybe he can play fullback. His blocking's just not the best. He's okay. He, he's okay. He's startable. He's serviceable. Mm-hmm. But nothing crazy. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap things up. Yep. I got my fullback ran in. I think we're you good. Got your fullback in. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for watching another episode of Keeping With The Commanders. 
we might we might have to make an emergency pod at one point this week. I'm not gonna lie. If things go south very quick, there might be an emergency pod on Friday. But oh goodness. Yeah. But besides that, thank you guys for watching another episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. See you guys in the next one. Peace.